Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph here with Jesse. Howdy. Howdy indeed. Happy spring. Happy spring. You're drinking. Right. Like happy summer, basically. Something like uh, that. It certainly feels like it. Especially with this heated table still uh, from winter. <laughs> maybe that's what's throwing me <laughs> off. But yeah, no, I'm having, this is my, uh, this is my first iced coffee of spring. Nice. On the I had first that exact drink yesterday. Wait. Third fold? Was, was Wednesday the first day of spring? Yes. That was the, okay, so this is the third day of spring. Cheers. What, Cheers. what am I drinking? Because it's uh, really delicious. This is our Columbia. Columbia Noberto. Um, we just have a little bit of it left. It's so good. We get through Shared Source, and they're fantastic people, and their coffee's great. So we bought a lot of his coffee. It might even be in the whole lot that we bought. Cool. Um, small, small a, producer. I have a little bit left at home still. I think I'm going to... Yeah. One it. of the miracles of the supply chain of the new wave of coffee is getting the farmer's specific coffee process his way all the way down to the end. You're very excited about something. You just remembered. I just remembered I have a cold wave. <laughs> ah. I'm going to start using that again. Oh, yeah. You don't use yours? I haven't really been using it. I used it over the holidays to make some iced cocktails. Yeah. When but, our neighbors come by looking for cold brew and we have moldy cold brew in the fridge and they bust out the cold wave and put their hot coffee through it. Oh, yeah. Um, we've talked about the cold wave before. It's a coffee chiller. It's an instant, instant chill. Yeah. Like did, the Seattle freeze. <laughs> did not, did not plan on talking about this on the show, but we'll link it in the notes. Um, <laughs> you just got really excited about your ice. Americana. I did. I did. It is nice to have a little short little Americano like that. Yeah. This is, uh, okay. We're going to chase the sidebar then. I actually prefer my Americanos, uh, this size or smaller even. Oh yeah. Well, I think that. we've talked about it before, but like, yeah, I mean, um, these are six ounce cups. Yeah, four to six ounces is like yep. the sweet spot for an American. Yeah, when people ask like for my my double short Americano, they ask why I want room for cream. It's like, nope, I just want like two fingers of room. Yeah, <laughs> no cream. Yeah, we just had some giant competitions happen yeah, the we last did. weekend in Kansas City. Um, I sh- this uh, it's a couple weekends ago now. As of this tell morning. me about coffee competitions, Jesse. Um, why? <laughs> what and why? Yeah, there's no short answer for why. I talk about this a lot on the tours because we go through. We talk about all the, like, how to roast, the different solubility and things like that that come from roasting. We talk about, you know, the, the process of roasting. We talk about the green coffee, where all that comes from and how we source it and the different processes and just kind of blow their minds. And then we get into the, the brewing of the coffee and how all that matters in the brewing. And it's like people get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea, right? It's, it's really the, kind of the best part is watching that happen. But... What I say is like, so what about these baristas that know all this stuff? Because you don't just stop your day not thinking about water solubility and water quality and different brew methods and things like that. There's so much to play with. So there's a real culture of competitions. Most of them are pretty, pretty fun and relaxed. And then there's some very serious ones that are much higher level. Um, so yeah, coffee competitions, it's a real deal. Uh, barista competitions where it's like your, your full on food network style doing the competition with all the signature drinks and cappuccinos all the way down to latte art locally. You know, we have every Thursday, there's a latte art throwdown of some sort. Um, it makes a lot of sense. If you think about the nature of coffee and how, how much it relies on the skill and craft right. of the person preparing and brewing the competitions, drink. the AeroPress competitions, um, all this yeah. stuff. If you're curious, I mean, every, every town pretty much has some sort of coffee competition at some point. Um, not necessarily every week, like Seattle, we're kind of spoiled here, but there's, there's always something going on. Yeah, usually, usually if a town has a like specialty focused cafe or roaster, right. they are at some point going to do something like that because they're tapped into the community of specialty coffee, right. which gets really, really into this sort of thing. Which um, I mean, I it's a coffee lifestyle. Like this is what kind of comes out of it is like once you start thinking about coffee in that yeah. capacity, then you're not getting out of that 
drinks umbrella because it's so complex and there's such a strong community. Um, mm-hmm. It's really so. I love it. I love the competitions because it brings everybody together. And so they wonder why everybody in Seattle is such a tight knit, small coffee world. It's not necessarily necessarily it's that small, but there's a real strong community here. Yeah. Of hanging out and mm-hmm. participating at other businesses and, and really just kind of having that tolerance of going into competitor shops and, and, and being and, there and, and occasionally being calling them out on your podcast. But that's another, that's another. Yeah, it depends. I mean, I don't know. Have we ever done that? Uh, I, I don't know. Right, we, we would never do that kind of thing. No, no, that's, that's a little, that's a little beneath us. Uh, so we oh. just had we just had the the U.S. Barista Championships. Is that correct? Um, I, yeah, the U.S. Championships because there was a lot more than just the just just the barista. Yeah. It was, it was uh, what what are all the different major competitions that they have? So there's the U.S. Barista Competition. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the U.S. Brewers Cup, which mm-hmm. is the brewing competition. Coffee and good spirits. So that's coffee and alcohol cocktails. Uh, cup tasters, which is coffee tasting competitions, and the roasting competition. They've got a lot of different competitions now. Well, let's let's give uh, for for the listeners like an idea of what. Uh, let's talk. Let's focus on the barista competition. This is like something that I, I think I mean, it, it probably started with the barista competition and then expanded to the different kinds. I'm sure. In a way, yeah, uh, barista and the brewing competition. Yeah. So those are the real sensory ones. Uh, Coffee and good spirits is brand new. Yeah. Uh, this might be the what? first year. I mean, it's been around. It's something that we're doing, but it's relatively new. Maybe for the U.S. I mean, it, it's I mean been, as a concept, it's not. But as far as a international competition, yeah. it's okay. a new circuit. It hasn't been that, part of SCA, I think, until okay. last year. Because uh, I when, when I went to um, the Melbourne International Coffee Expo uh, five years ago now, um, I was I was covering their barista competition, uh, and they also had a good spirits competition, and I I, I got the sense that it was a like an international thing back then, but I don't know. It's, it's a really interesting concept, like making, it's essentially, you know, making coffee cocktails. Yep. Um, but that's a, that's a whole nother, uh, subject. I just wanted to give an impression of the barista competition. Cause it's a, it's an interesting thing to observe and, and people who are competing in this put so oh, much it's work into it. They like put a lot of work into I all these, but this one is, it's phenomenal. And we, we were complaining about this in off air, but just, why more people don't watch us. I mean, the capacity, what yeah. they're talking about and the beauty and what they're doing and the, I mean, sensory, obviously, Gosh, the tasting and everything like that. But like, I'm getting goosebumps thinking if, about if how. I had, if I had a cafe with a barista who was going to one of these things, right. I'd be like, I'd have TVs up. I'd be like making shirts with their face yeah. on so it. So it's all I'd live like streamed. You can the, see it on live yeah. stream if you sign up for their uh, US, I think it's US. Like make the whole community, this on, is their hero in right. the coffee world. Like, why isn't that such a bigger thing? But And I just feel like after all the crap that's out there on the Food Network and stuff like that with dumb dessert competitions <laughs> and all yeah. these like failed things about people practicing for this stuff, why hasn't coffee made it onto that? Because, I mean, it's cool. But I think the the I think the reason why we want to talk about it for this episode is it's a kind of an underworld for coffee. Yeah. Like if you're a consumer, you don't necessarily know this stuff. I mean and and I mean the Northwest we're pretty familiar with some of these people, but we had some serious stars yeah. come through. I, this. I mean it, it's and, sorry, <laughs> like totally jumping in on because but uh thinking about why it's not uh more publicly known because there aren't that many connections between the specialty world and the consumers. Like we are one of them. Right. Very true. And that's why we want to talk about this because yeah. it is one of those things. But it's also like if you watch this stuff and I think um, maybe next year when we're a little bit more organized, we can perhaps put up the live stream beforehand or do something on our Patreon, yeah. mm-hmm. coffeeloversradio.com. Yeah. So the barista competition, the basic breakdown is, is that you have, you have three drinks. You have an espresso round and you have a milk round, they call it now, which is basically cappuccino, but it's not quite as limited to the 
it was it of, used to be just cappuccino yeah. right yeah. and now they've opened up the various milk and espresso only yeah and then there's the signature drink and mm-hmm. so that's where things get crazy in the foodie side mm-hmm. of stuff um there's there's four judges that judge the taste and so you serve usually single shots in each one of these but you serve four espressos four milk drinks and four signature drinks it's pretty intense i mean it's 12 drinks 15 minutes so there's judges that taste that there's judges that are um watching your presentation and the way that all your um are table those- settings are put out and the colors and the matching then there's technical judges that judge on like the level of your tamp and if there's water left in your milk pitchers and if there's ground like the dirty bar if your rag's yeah. not folded right and so it's really like what it's do you, a performance yeah what do you picture it's like okay this is what you do at a cafe mm. the best thing to do is have that rag folded neatly mm. square on that bar obviously it's hard to do that yeah. in a busy cafe but like that's the thing and so there's points based on that and it's nuts. Like, I mean, I remember a friend of ours lost by just a couple points because there was a couple drips of water on the side of his milk pitcher yeah. at the end of cleaning it, you know, and just everything else is flawless. So then there's a whole speaking competition. There's all like the nerve and then mm-hmm. um, and then the signature drink is nuts. I mean, there's Ben from Canada that did the vacuum. Yeah, that's we've mentioned this a number of times because that yep. was just such a an eye opening experience to right. to see espresso with. So we put it in a vacuum chamber, mm-hmm. which removed all of the. CO2, all the gases, nitrogen, all the CO2, gases yeah. from the espresso yeah. and the crema, um, basically yeah. what's floating the crema, uh, and made it into it like it's hard to describe. Yeah, <laughs> but it was it was full of flavor and sweet, but without any like bitterness or yeah. acridity or anything like that. It was just, anyways, it was amazing. Yeah, um, and then I think that's what I mean. This is true about all competitions, right? Like skiing competitions. That's where you're seeing the forefront of the new yeah. technology, the fastest skis, the different cuts and mm-hmm. stuff like that on. And that's what you're seeing in coffee. And so you have some of the researches coming out a few years ago about frozen coffee and how it grinds and stuff like that. And then we started seeing a couple years ago, because these baristas are like, well, I'm here to make the best cup of coffee I possibly can, mm-hmm. or four of them, right, for the judges. And it has to be unique. So how do we make it something that's different? Mm-hmm. You know, um, so, you know, we started yeah. messing around with having frozen coffee and stuff like that. Cole McBride won the USPC last year. He's a good friend of ours. And was he using frozen? I think he was, yeah. I don't want to I don't want to be on the record they, saying that he do, definitely did, but I'm pretty they sure. They do he did. that at um so he's he's involved in the Ada's uh, offshoot the with, Discovery Cafe. Yeah, Discovery Cafe. Yep. Um Cole. They, they use they use frozen Love you. Uh they freeze their espresso shots. Right. So they'll let the coffee age for a couple weeks and then they divvy it up into twenty gram portions yeah. for a portafilter and then freeze those. Yeah. For, uh, I've Deep been, I've been meaning. I've been meaning to go back uh, and do a story with him. So that reminds me. He um, yeah. one thing, uh, sort of sidebar. One thing I would really love to see a cafe do sometime, at least try this out, is have essentially like a chef's table experience, mm-hmm. where it's it's like it's not cheap, it's pricey, but you're going in and you're gonna get this full on barista presentation. Uh, you know, like for four to six people or whatever, and you sit down and the, the barista does this whole presentation for you. Like, I would like to see someone try that out because I think it would, it would A, be a really cool experience for people who want to just have an experience. It's right. not like a cup of coffee. It's You're going to get coffee, but it's about having the whole experience. And B, it's a way for cafes to have, um, uh, this comes back to one of the challenges in business, which we talked about in the previous episodes, where coffee is such a low-margin product. Right. In order to be a successful business, you have to find ways to, like, right. have other things available, like experiences, higher-margin products, that kind of. Or thing. just charge more. Like, I mean, simply or just charge more. 
And I'm so tired of this, and this is a theme we're going to come back to again. It's like, (laughs) guys, you got to charge more for your coffee. And consumers, you have to expect this. If you want quality coffee, you want the farmers to get paid, you want this stuff, stop complaining about a few cents on a cup of coffee. You drink it every single day. Make it yourself if you don't want that because I'm over this thing. Because you want quality coffee. You want this stuff. You want these competitions to go on. You want this community to exist. It's because we have specialty coffee. It's because we have dedicated people working for minimum wage right. because they love it mm-hmm. you know and that's one thing that is it's it's so hard to it, it would be so around, cool but, to be able to see that that kind of like barista work be a career right. choice in this country we're so far away from right from but that being yet legitimate. but we pay chefs you know six figure incomes because they can cook eggs 200 different ways yeah but you know you pay a barista whatever twenty five thousand dollars a year to it probably just barely comes, afford yeah. rent to come and open your cafe at four in the morning because I, I think I mean, a lot of that has to do with with that like food really good food is such a mystery to the even though everyone like eats food and, right. and make food at home like well prepared and and uh, uh, presented food is such a different experience this is why I think the the whole having that kind of barista experience might add to this aspect of things because then you get to see all of the incredible work that goes into it. Like I imagine right. anyone who witnesses a barista presentation like this is just going to be willing to pay more. Right. It's like when you have a meal that is not just cooked well, but presented well to you in a, like a fine setting. Yeah. You're fine paying more for that. Like, Watson's counter. I will yeah. always go there and get fried chicken now. Yeah. It's like 20 bucks for, for an entree. Not even, not even 15, no. $17, uh, $17, 17 bucks, which includes tax and tip. Oh, right. um, well, that's, I mean, that's great, but you could make that yourself at home for a couple bucks. So why do you go there? Well, there's an obvious answer to that. Right. <laughs> like it's different. The experience, the presentation, the food is delicious. Right. Like you might be able to make something like that at home, but it's not the same. The same is true for cafes. Like I can go home and brew your coffee, but it's not the same as coming here and having you make me this americano. Right. Which I definitely didn't pay for. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but anyways, um, I think like, there's something wrong with this business model. <laughs> uh, I want to look this up real quick to get the link proper. We're gonna, we'll put it in the show notes okay. for sure. Uh, but the live stream. Um, okay, so they, they surely have, have videos up. Uh, definitely we should link to some of the competitions. Uh, who, so who won? Uh, oh, it's so exciting. So I just there's some big shout-outs to give here. So the U.S. Barista competition. So then I believe the Worlds are in Boston at SCA. And that's okay. the big festival. Exciting. That's the yeah. big global mm-hmm. or the international SCA yeah. coffee expo that's coming. So that's yeah. in Boston this year, not Seattle. Yeah. Last year, last two years is in Seattle. Yeah, in the next two years, I believe, as well. Wonderful. So it's going to be fun. I'm kind of happy to have that weekend off. Yeah. We're, we, we're gonna we'll we're come back to that because year. there's yeah. some shout outs we got to do there, too. Okay. Um, but yeah, Sam Spillman won the U.S. Barista Competition. So she's working for Delano's now. I know her from working in the coffee world, and she's been mm. one of the most kind people. Like, I look up to her because she's... Just absolutely just thorough with her job and her work ethic, but so kind and doesn't put up with any BS. And um, she's kind of been like the little big sister for a lot of people. But she's shown up a lot for our, our uh, space agency yeah. competitions mm-hmm. that we had and those things. And she's just a really good person. So to see her, like, I mean, her performance was stellar. And mm-hmm. then she won because of that. Let's see. Oh, Boxcar Coffee in, in Boulder. That's one of my favorite cafes. Oh, yeah. And nice. so uh, Emily Orndorf, um, Orndorf won or got sixth place in the competition there. Uh, big shout out to Onyx Coffee Lab in oh, Arkansas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're awesome people for sure. But they let's see, they had two finalists. Two of the top nice. six were in the uh, barista competition. Actually, going to be featuring some videos of theirs in Sweet. upcoming. They got third. Lance Hedrick got third in the Brewers Cup from there. 
and it just keeps going. There's even more. Yeah, so Onyx is really like the. I think they had three or four people make it in there um, in the finals of various competitions. Also, Chelsea, Chelsea Walker Watson. Oh, cool. <laughs> was she doing? Um, a, was she in the barista or the brewing? Brewers Cup. Yeah, Brewers she Cup. got sixth. Uh, she's she's awesome. She's our our partner sales rep and dear friend um, yeah, at Atlas been, Coffee. She's been doing really really well with. Uh, or she went. She was doing really well in the previous years yep. with uh, Porta Mocha. I don't know if she was doing that. This uh, year. No, this year I believe uh, I know it was in the qualifying one. So I think she did it in the finals too. But she uh, they were using a sub. Um, Sub co-op of the Mutungano, the Congo. Oh, nice, yeah, nice. So it's yeah, the yeah. women's co-op women's within co-op. that. Love that. Um, yeah. We have the regular coffee now, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hers is, is outstanding. Um, I had a little bit of that. That was nice. Casey. Uh, Sam Schroeder, good old Sam from Olympia Coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got second in the Good Spirits. That's awesome. Oh, and Shelby Williamson won the roasting competition. She's at Huckleberry in Denver. And Oh, cool. Yeah, so there's... Oh, Denver's really yeah. showing up. Seriously, Denver, yeah, I mean, there's a lot Goodness. of demand there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if our listeners know I'm from Colorado originally. So uh, Ozo, Boxcar, and Huckleberry are, yeah. are my jam, right. so to speak. <laughs> um, uh, I'll be doing a story with another Colorado roaster soon, but we'll get to that in another yep. show. Anyway, so competitions. Uh, I think what they show is just how tight the community is and how much we all support each other and how much we follow these people, and it takes dedication i mean for months these they're practicing and towards the beginning like towards the competition closer they're renting out lab space and they're going in there with all that and so there's you can if you know a barista you can sometimes get in there and get their get their presentation Mm -hmm. help them practice that and get a taste of their coffee and stuff like that i've done that a few times it's really cool um but what i love about it is just how it builds all the community how it brings everybody together and just creates this foundation for why all this matters why we give a crop about our cup you know we wouldn't have this kind of drive in specialty coffee if it wasn't for the flavors and everything that's coming out of it we wouldn't have that presentation and knowledge and zeal to like do better and without this kind of support from these and the presentations are almost always at least uh, pretty much all the ones that i see are really connecting the cup of coffee with everyone who's involved and telling the stories of where it's come from and and all this kind of thing which is is what the magic coffee is all about um and that's that's like i feel like these competitions uh, are maybe they are or they should be the height of everything that's that's really special in coffee uh and i i just want everyone to see them and for it to be an exciting thing um um but uh, that that particular <laughs> that particular topic i think is is another subject altogether it is uh, uh and how to tackle that is is really really a challenge i think for uh, folks like us, we, I mean, we have the podcast, I've got the magazine, um, just doing, doing what we can yeah. with the voice that we have is, is yeah. the and best that can be done. I mean, for a while we had a little nonprofit structure that was kind of helping create a calendar for everything that's going on because mm-hmm. everybody were so, we're all small businesses and we're yeah. all and very young people also. And so there's not a lot of like history and a lot of professionalism and a lot of just like, there's not a corporate structure to most of these businesses are going to put out a calendar. And if there is, they're very internal, very much about what Starbucks people are doing, not, you know, what everybody's doing. And so it's hard because there's so much happening in the city. And I really hate that Facebook is the only method that we can kind of get invited Uh, to this stuff. Yeah. And it's really hard if you're not friends with people to invite in there. So, I mean, I would encourage people to just seek it out, ask cafes, ask nerds like us about what's coming Mm -hmm. up and where, Mm -hmm. where to look for that stuff. Um, yeah. Ask your favorite roaster if they, if they're involved in competitions. Um, Yeah, I, I, I'm just sitting here thinking about it. It feels like the, the only way that that's going to get to a larger public 
is like, I mean, just think about, think about where the profit is for all the businesses involved. Right. Uh, and there, there is no clear discernible profit in doing an effort to put, (laughs) to put these competitions in front of like everyone else. No, there's not at all. Um, I mean, there's zero, there's zero profit in that. It's just, it's, it's, I would think if I, like I said, I would think if I had a roaster or a cafe and I had one of my, my, my employees going to these things that I would be doing everything I can to like get them in front of totally everyone in the community. Totally. But there's still no money in that. No, I mean, mean, not directly. So that's the thing. That's the thing. It's all based around just loving the coffee industry. That's what, that's the only real money making. There's there's always, there's always good. It's always good business to support your people and your community. Yeah. Like even if there's no direct money in it, but that's my personal belief. (laughs) It's always cool to see what like the winners do with their, Cache all of a sudden, you know, Cole, oh, that's true. Cole was working yeah. with the Ada's discovery cafe. I'm yeah. excited to see what Sam does. Uh, Delano's is a good, good support network. Cause they, they got cash and that big structure of theirs. Yeah, that's true. Um, on the live stream, everybody it's uh, world coffee events is the channel on live stream that has all like the Dutch coffee championships were mm. recently. This is uh, Vimeo live stream. looks like. Yeah. Vimeo live stream. Yeah. Right. Livestream.com. So we'll put a link up there on cool. our, um, uh, on the show notes, on the show notes for right. show notes. Uh, we got a shout out for this. Yeah, we episode. do. Uh, it's well, it's the beginning of a shout out. It's begin. It's a it's a so the shout out was a question that was asked, and what we're actually going to do is turn this into its own show. Yeah. Um, but so, from one of our listeners asked, if coffee shops see a spike in coffee sales immediately following daylight savings time, and <laughs> is there a particular day of the year that typically sees the greatest amount of coffee consumption? Uh, so we're kind of folding these into a little bit of seasonality discussion on coffee yep. and we'll answer those questions in the episode. And I think we all have opinions about daylight savings time. Um, I'm curious sure. if, if she just happened to be very tired that morning cause it was a rough daylight savings transition this year. Was it? It was for me. Oh, okay. My dad was in, in Arizona and Mexico and they don't have daylight savings time. So he was a week delayed. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, coffee Check out the, uh, the show notes, you can get extended show notes and third crack access at our Patreon. Even a subscription, too, to coffee and third crack. That's right. Uh, coffee and a third crack. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, coffee of Jesse's choice. Yeah, and it's exciting. It's our Peru. The Ellie oh, Cruz is that, Lopez is going to be going on. Uh-huh. And I have completely failed to tell you that, even though that's one of our favorite coffees of the year. So right. big I'm shout right. out to James and that. But the coffee's out. We'll talk about that soon. So good. Yep. Congratulations to everybody in the competitions and all the people that put so much hard work into that. Because and we you wouldn't. listeners yeah. for being here and listening. Them, them too. Yeah, those right. those people. Them, them peoples. Them. All right, we're right. we're trailing off. We're gonna head out. Thank you for listening. Catch Cheers. you in the next one. Cheers. This has been Joseph and Jesse with Coffee Lovers Radio. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe to the show and sign up for the email newsletter. Visit coffeeloversradio.com. There you can listen to our shows, click through to our Patreon page to get expanded show notes and other fun stuff. Coffee Lovers Radio is a partnership between Extracted Magazine and Conduit Coffee. Visit coffeeloversradio.com, say hello, and listen to our after show, The The Third Third Crack. Crack!